Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 2nd of June. Thank God it is Friday. So, as usual, this is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as normal with the scores on the doors. And a good night in the U.S., we saw the Dow Jones up 153 points, or 0.47%, to 33,062 on optimism. Well, pretty much the debt ceiling has been um, agreed on. They're pushing that debt ceiling higher, uh, so that has been agreed on. It does have to go through the next stage of voting, but that's pretty much a foregone conclusion, it seems. Uh, the Dow Jones had a high of 259 up and a low of 204 down, so 450-odd point trading range. The Nasdaq was up 1.28%, 166 points to 13,101, a Dalmatian there at the end. The S&P 500 up 41 points, or 0.99%, in the middle for diddle, as we say, 42.21 for the S&P 500. The Russell 2000 was up 1% and the Toronto Stock Exchange was up 0.5 of a percent with the VIX volatility index down 12.8%. Big sell-off ahead of the jobs number this evening uh, in US and also, of course, that debt ceiling vote. So we did see VIX volatility back down to 1565 well and truly in complacent territory. ASX Spy Futures up 47 points or 0.66%, 7,172. July looking a lot better. Uh, sorry, June looking a lot better rather than the end of May, which finished in pretty dismal style. We did have a 20 point rise yesterday, so we're building on that today, which looks to be uh, a good thing, I have to say. And with U.S. stocks overnight, we had Apple up 1.6%, Meta up 3%, Google up 0.7%, Microsoft up 1.3%, Amazon up 1.8%, Tesla up 1.76%, and we saw Netflix up 2%, JP Morgan up 1.4% in the banking sector, Citigroup up 1.2%, Goldman's taking a bit of a tumble, down 2.3%, Bank of America up 0.8%, Wells Fargo up 06 the KBW Regional Banking Index up 2%. UBS used to be smart in Europe, up 2.4%. Barclays up 0.9%. Deutsche up 1%. NVIDIA, which I'm sure is the one you're all waiting to hear about, was up 5.1% in normal trade. After hours up 0.3% there. In terms of the bond market in the US, we've got that jobs number later on Friday, we've got US 10 years, 3.60. The two years, 4.34%, uh, falling around four basis points for both of those. The Aussie 10 years, 3.59%. So a little bit of a slippage in those yields. We saw Bitcoin under a bit more pressure, down 0.7 of a percent, 26,902 US dollars a fund token. The US dollar index down 0.7 of a percent, and the Aussie dollar bouncing higher to 65.70. Did touch 64 briefly yesterday in trade, and back up to 65.70 
today. So a little bit of enthusiasm there. I'm sure buoyed by that Chinese uh, Kaixing number yesterday, which came in better than expected. In terms of other commodities, last night we had Brent crude up 3.1% on relief. It looks like that the debt ceiling negotiations and the vote will pass. Uh, we saw that up to 74.31. WTI up 2.9%, $1.98, Gold having a bit of a rally as well as the US dollar came under some pressure. It was up 15 bucks or 0.8 of a percent, 1977. In Aussie dollar terms, still above 3,000 Aussie dollars an ounce. Platinum up 1.3. Other commodities doing much better last night. Finally seeing some interesting commodities. That Chinese Kaixing number certainly helping uh, yesterday. And, of course, the debt ceiling also helping as well. We had copper up 2.1%. Nickel up 3.6%. Aluminium up 1.9%. Zinc up 1.6%. Lead, unfortunately, going down like the proverbial balloon, down 04 LME ton was up 0.4 of a percent. Iron ore in our time yesterday down half percent. Dalian iron ore futures though up 2.1 percent. Nothing much happening in coal or lithium at the moment. Overseas, the miners BHP ADRs, that's American Depository Receipts, was up 2.7 percent. Rio up 3.4 percent. Freeport McMoran up 3.3. Alcoa up 3.1. Tech up 2.4, Anglo up 3.4, Glencore up 1.3, and Vale up 2.9, with even Albemarle managing a 1% gain, and CBA overseas had a 1.8% gain as well. So we are seeing US futures as well, slightly higher, NASDAQ futures at the moment up around 17 points, so we are seeing that US rally kick a little bit higher. We do have that crucial Senate vote, and we also have the May jobs number coming out from the US on Friday. The numbers to go for in May <coughs> over the previous month, the economists are suggesting 190,000 jobs were added versus the 253,000 gained in April. This would mean the lowest monthly gain since December 2020. And of course, we do have the Federal Reserve meeting in June. I think it's 14th to the 16th of June. So that will fast become the focal point after the debt ceiling has passed. Um, <coughs> the uh, week drawing to a close, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are finishing a little bit stronger. We've got the S&P 500 up 0.37 for the week, NASDAQ up nearly 1%, and the Dow is pretty much unchanged as at Thursday's close for the week, so nothing very exciting uh, really from the US, but steady as she goes, as Jack White would say. Lululemon has popped on earnings after a guidance lift as well, surging around 13% after the bell, and Microsoft has signed an agreement with a company called Core Weave, which could be worth billions of dollars over multiple years, uh, some analysts said. Core Weave offers NVIDIA graphics cards that other companies rent out, and NVIDIA has invested 100 million bucks in Core Weave, which in April was valued at two billion US dollars. Apple is working on plans to revitalize its retail chain and it's aiming to push deeper into China and other parts of Asia, also looking to overhaul the US and Europe as well. And switching to local news, Kelsian Group, KLS, has completed the 487 million All Aboard America acquisition 
And uh, that was announced in March. Uh, it's the fourth largest motor coach operator in the United States with 1,000-plus vehicles and 1,500-plus team members. It operates in California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Colorado, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Uh, Citigroup has upgraded LFG, which is Liberty Financial Group, to a buy from neutral. The target price has been increased to $4.15 from $3.95. Pepper Money has been upgraded to a buy by Citi as well from neutral. Uh, target increased to $1.90 from $1.50. Michael Hill, the jewellers, has been downgraded to neutral from buy at City. There is speculation that Ampol will enter the race to buy the 7-Eleven stores. And the Intertech pivot demerger could be pivoting. Uh, there is an article today in The Australian. Uh, multiple directors are expressing concerns about the potential demerger, and it could be abandoned. Uh, they are noting as well that activist investor John Ho from Jancor Partners, which has a 10.3% interest, joined the board this year and is known to be against the demerger. West Farmers seeking to secure uh, the acquisition of instant scripts by the end of the month. They're advertising a lot on TV at the moment. And joining the race for Connect East is a company called Albertus Infrastructuras. Uh, they may be preparing a bid for Connect East there. Not much else on the news front today, but Spy Futures pointing to a pretty good end to the week and a pretty good start to June after a pretty dismal May. So the sell in May and go away, uh, very much in evidence. The finishing part of that old phrase is buy again on Derby Day. So that is interesting. There are certainly uh, others parts of the end of that quotation, but sell in May and go away, buy again, uh, looks to be happening at the moment for June at least in the short term as that debt ceiling vote looks as if it's going to pass without too many more problems. And of course, we still have the AI frenzy driving the NASDAQ and others higher in the US. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. Question of the day today. The Australian market has been somewhat underwhelming, suboptimal, I think, in terms of performance this year. Is that justified? Do you think that we will start to play a little bit of catch-up? We've got US stocks at a nine-month high, yet Australian stocks just languishing, pretty much unchanged for the year. So what will change that, and will it change? That's it. That's the question of the day. Love to hear your thoughts and insights on Facebook on that. Otherwise, have a great day.